Rosh Hashanah, Perek Gimah, Mishnah, Chet. So now we've learned that the successful performance of a mitzvah can depend upon a person's intent. Now we're going to talk about two historic event, events in which the correct intent was crucial. The Hayaka Asher Yarim Moshe Yadav, the Gavari Yisrael. The Torah stated regarding the battle of the Jewish people against Amalek, and it was when Moshe raised his hand that Yisrael was stronger, and when he lowered his hand, Amalek was stronger. During the battle, Moshe raised his hands towards heaven. As long as his hands were raised, the Jews prevailed, but when he lowered them, Amalek prevailed. So the Mishnah asks, Moshe Did the position of Moshe's hand make or break the success in battle? Says in the not. Ella lomar lach. Rather, the pasuk means to tell you that as long as Israel were looking upwards or mishabdin etzlibam laavihem shabashamam, subjecting their hearts to the service of their father in heaven, hayu mitzgabrin they prevailed. The imlav hayu noflim. But when they did not do so, they fell. Moshe raised his hands to signal to the people that they should all pray together. Therefore, specifically at those time, in response to Israel's prayer, God strengthened them and helped them to prevail over their enemy. Now. There's another passage explained in a similar way. Towards the end of the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, the Jews complained that God and Moshe, they complained against God and Moshe for taking them out of Egypt and giving, the, giving them only the man. After God sent snakes to attack them, they admitted their sin and asked Moshe to pray on their behalf. Now we're going to examine... God's response. You can say something similar about the Pasuk. God said to Moshe, make for yourself a fiery snake and place it on a pole, and it will be that all who are bitten will look at it and live. The Mishnah asks, Does it looking at a snake cause death or life? Says, you're not. Rather, the verse teaches that as long as Israel were looking upwards, subjecting the hearts to the service of the Father in heaven, they were healed. But when they did not do say they withered away. The snake served as a signal to Jews to pray together. Only when they focused their attention on the snake and heeded its message were they healed. Now we're going to return to some halachic matters. It is clear from the previous Mishnah that when one blows a shofar, one can fulfill the mitzvah by listening to the blowing as long as they have the intent. Thus, we see that it is possible for one person to do a mitzvah on behalf of others. However, not everyone is capable of doing so. So, Cheresh, a deaf person, this is usually referring to a deaf mute okay but however in the context of the shofar and reading the Megillah it includes one who's merely deaf i.e. they can speak but cannot hear since these mitzvah depend on the ability to hear a deaf person is not obligated to observe them so number one a deaf person shoter a deranged person okay um, someone who it's, uh, the definition of halachically deranged is that they destroy valuable objects that are given to them so they cannot perform they are not obligated to perform mitzvah because they are not responsible for their actions for katan a minor in motzien as a rabim cannot cause the public to fulfill the obligation since these people are not obligated to do mitzvahs their performance of mitzvahs is not effective for others this is the rule whoever is not obligated to do mitzvah cannot cause the public to fulfill the obligation to do that mitzvah Perik Dalad Mishnah Aleph. The Mishnah discusses how the mitzvah of a shofar is performed when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbat. Yom Tov she Rosh Hashanah shechal yot b'Shabbat. When Yom Tov or Rosh Hashanah fell on Shabbat, b'Mikdash hayu talking aval lo benidna. They were blood the shofar the Beit Hamikdash, but not in the provinces, i.e., anywhere outside of the Beit Hamikdash. So this includes Yerushalayim in this context. Although the Chachamim forbade the blowing of shofar on Shabbat because they were concerned that someone might carry it in public domain, which is biblically prohibited on Shabbat, they they did not apply this ban in the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, in Rabbinic Shabbat prohibitions 
generally did not apply in the Beit HaMikdash because generally, because the idea is that the Kahanim and the Beit HaMikdash were careful and could be replied, relied upon to avoid desecrating Shabbats even inadvertently. So they would suspend this rule, this, this prohibition in the Beit HaMikdash. Mishacharav Beit HaMikdash. However, once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed and the Shofar could not be blown even there, Hitzkin Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai Sheyutok in Bechom HaKom Sheyesh Bobet Din. Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai decreed that they will blow the Shofar wherever there is a court. Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai sought to prevent a situation where the Shofar will not be blown anywhere on Shabbat, since it saves the vital role of present, presenting the Jewish people in a positive light before our Father in heaven on the Day of Judgment. He ruled, therefore, that when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbat, the Shofar should be blown before any court. Okay, again, this would have to be in front of the courts, and the idea, again, would be that the courts would prevent people from uh, desecrating Shabbat, um, and they would warn people not to carry the Shofar in the streets. Now, there's a different version of this teaching of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Amar Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar said, Lohinskin Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai, Elbi Yavna Bevan. He only, only instituted this decree only for Yavna alone, where in his time the great Sanhedrin of 71 sages was located. He allowed the Shofar to be blown only before the great Sanhedrin and not before any other type of court. Okay, so although Rabbi Elazar mentions only Yavna, the Shofar may be blown before the great Sanhedrin wherever it is located. Yavna is named because that is where the great Sanhedrin was in the time of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. So the point here is that the great Sanhedrin is required not a minor Sanhedrin of 23 judges and certainly not a court of three judges. Amrullah, other Tanaim, they disagreed and they said to him, Echad Yavna ve'echad komakom No, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai made the decree both for Yavna and for any place where there is a court. All the Achamim seem to be making the same points as the first Mishnah. They cite, we, we learn both views separately. This is because they disagree with the, in, in that the first Tanah allows the Shofar to be blown even before temporary courts, while the sages require a permanent court. Have a great day.